It is great to have you on the Family Goals Podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. I'm Joel and House, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. In this episode, Pastor Jay goes to the book of John and hits on each of Jesus' miracles that he performs as they slowly get more and more impressive. Check out this conversation between Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. Pollock, he's the kind of guy you kind of you kind of got to take care of. You got to kind of I knew high maintenance. I knew he was going to be lacking a little bit. So I was I was dragging a little bit. Dragging. I don't think I've ever seen you like it. Oh yeah, that was. (laughs) Hey, that that, you jumped the second one though. You were back to your. We got we got back, but dude, I I got up yesterday sick. There's a lot of early mornings, and I I usually sleep. I'm the sleep guy. I sleep till eight thirty. Like. You, Eight eight thirty. So are you the one that takes the kids to school? No, Lindsay takes the kids to school. That's her okay. thing. She and she doesn't want me to get up either. She said I make it chaotic. Well, you're more of a late night guy, aren't you? Yeah, you but she just late? said that like we're recording this anyway, so you might. But she says like it's it becomes play session and you know things are flying around and it's she's like I need them to be organized and we need to get our stuff done and like we pack our lunches the night before, but she's she's always like. It's better if you, you should sleep. <laughs> you, you should get your beauty sleep. So she, she doesn't always, want you involved in the process. She prefers me not being per, per, uh, a part of the process in the mornings. So spe- speaking of beauty, I guess I'm about to. Did start you point seeing, to me? Yeah, I'm about to start saying your ugly mug on this TV all the time. I think beauty, you said it better, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. We start. We start. Uh, we start really soon. Yeah. I guess. I mean, we start Saturday. So whenever we we release this, but we. You probably will have already started once we release yeah. this. We start with the HBCU in Atlanta, which is cool, which is always a which is a fun show. We did it last year, and then uh, and then we head to West Virginia Pitt for Thursday night football starts it, and then Ohio State Notre Dame on Saturday game day, and then the next one will be Bama Texas. So we often roll you it. About, you about to we body body. Yeah, but the, the cool thing is the COVID stuff is gone, which is great because now. Uh, Nicholas and Leah can come. Lindsay can come because a couple years there kind of robbed. Nicholas has been to twenty plus campuses. Oh wow! Leah's been to two or three, I think. Um, but we've been, every one of his buddies has been to a campus with us. A lot of them is their first time flying. Oh, that's awesome. A lot of, first yeah. time on a plane, like Claxton Pilgrim. First time on a plane was with me going to game day, and so we we I've tried to we've tried to make it a family affair for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you have any kind of goals of Nicholas going to so many campuses or just no, kind of, I mean, we is just what it is. I, just, I, I want him to come to as many as possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I want him to come to whatever he wants to come to. Like I, Lindsay, I, this is a battle with Lindsay too. Like school is important. School. I got yeah. it. A hundred percent. School is important, but these trips will never be replaced. You know, you can never. Well, and he's at that age now where he really appreciates it. Like, he understands how cool this is. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Hey, any time you want to take me and Jolyn, you know, on a college game day trip, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm available. I can make myself available. You can go to Atlanta Saturday if you want. I mean. <laughs> no, I want to go down to Red Stick. I want to go down to Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge is the one of the craziest crowds for sure. Yeah. Also, I want to go to Notre Dame. That would be another one. The Coliseum. We might be at Clemson, Notre Dame this this year. That could be one that would. There's a lot of people that take different trips, you know, go to different games every year. And I've heard a lot of that with buddies that they'll pick a campus they want to go to and go to that that year, which is kind of cool. But 
I think we'll be. I think we'll be at Notre Dame, but it's right around you the corner. You don't really know your schedule ahead of time because don't y'all pick week the by game week. like week by week? The only ones we know is week one and two. Okay, those are solidified this year, and then everything else will be week to week. You can guess. I mean, but it's really it's just a guess. But last year, I mean, last year, would you have ever thought we were at Georgia, Arkansas, and Georgia, Kentucky for game day? Yeah, Arkansas was a top ten team. Kentucky was a top twelve team. I mean. I would not have assumed we were going to be there. It was awesome. I slept in my own bed. That was amazing. <laughs> and that would be great this year because I could go to my high school games. Oh, yeah. How are you going to do that? How are you going to manage Friday night? I won't, be able to, I won't be able to go to them. I, I go to practice Monday through Thursday, and then I won't be at the games. Okay. I, I, I got to go to, obviously, the Oconee game. And if we didn't have a bye week two, I would have been able to go to week two as well. But we had a bye, which stunk. But I get the game plan still and still be really involved. I just don't get the – Get the fun reward. That's just. I guess part. you're going to be in your hotel room watching and dying. Home, watching I'm, it on I'm the, be dying. on the computer. Yeah, it's going to stink. But anyways, so let's dive in. Um, we've been looking at Bible stories, which I'm, I'm loving this this collection of podcasts. So today, I thought we would kind of go through the Gospel of John. Okay. And it's the fa- whole gospel of John well, that might take a while. Well, not Bo Jack's whole, not going to be appreciative of we're that. We're just going to hit the highlights, right? So it's interesting. We're looking at the miracles of Jesus, and it's interesting the progression of miracles. So, so he starts in John chapter two, and this is Jesus' very first miracle: water to wine, water to wine, Canaan. waters to wine. So it really has no significance other than the fact he he kind of saves the day on this. On this wedding party, you know, takes six big jugs of of water, turns them into wine. So it's like the best, you know, save the best for last. So then the then the next miracle you get in John chapter six is the f- feeding of the five thousand, yep. you know, the fish and the loaves. And so he goes from from wine to food. Well, now he's actually meeting someone's needs. You know, they're hungry and he's feeding them, but not not a huge deal, right? I mean, they they could they're not going to starve to death in in one night. By the way, I could see so many people going. Wine and food. I mean, how amazing is that? <laughs> I can see so many people being like, look at that. Jesus turned water to wine, and he fed people. Like, two of my happy places. I think that's a lot of people's. I know food is yeah. my wife. I mean, it's her happy place. Good Lord. Well, I think a lot of people are following Jesus for the wrong reasons because they're following him for what he can give them. Oh, he's giving out wine. He's giving out food. I mean, Jesus can meet my needs. And I think even today, pe- people are following Jesus, not for the person of Jesus, but for the prize that he could give them. They're for the wrong reasons. Well, if I, if I live my life for Jesus, well, then he's going to bless my life. So, so it's almost like living for the blessing versus living for the blessed one. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think there's, I also don't think it's, wrong for churches and people to do fun things and have events and, you know, get people there. I mean, part of the seeds that I had planted in me that I didn't even know until later on when I met Mark Watson and I told y'all my story before on the podcast, but I'll never forget my neighbors go, Hey, you want to go to a lockout? And I was like, Oh, what? And like, we get to play games and stay up all night. I'm like, sold <laughs> like absolutely wait like, a minute like in high school or middle yeah, school i was 11th grader okay i'm like wait a minute no I'm in. no bedtime and i get to play all night seriously what's the catch They're like no it's locking the gym i was like 
that's kind of weird that they're locking me in the gym. Okay, they don't want me to go anywhere. And obviously, it's one of the first times I ever heard anything about it, spiritual. But wow. so I still think those are. Oh yeah. I, I don't. I, I know you do too. Is because we do it as a church. I think those things are great. But obviously, the substance is what you're what you're talking about. But I, I do think there's people that. Why am I? Why am I going through this? And and that's. I don't love that at all. I I I that's I sh- I'm not good with that. Like the why part. It's it's just. No matter what you're going through, someone has it worse. I mean, just look. All you got to do is look around, like burying loved ones today, things that happen that are just crazy, and we don't know the reason for for why they happen. But you know, if you if you're always going why me every time something happens, that's it's a tough spot to be in. Yeah. You want to take away anxious. I don't know about you, but I don't have anxiousness. I don't have anxiety. I don't have worry because I'm not in control anyways, and. I've already seen with my story, like it didn't go the way I thought it should go and not the way I wanted to play for 15 years in the NFL and go have a illustrious career. Like that's not God had a different direction for me. So let's embrace it. Like whatever weaves and turns you're going on, like embrace it. Yeah. I think, I think on the flip side of that, like whatever somebody's going through, even though compared to other people, it may be a big deal to them. And I, you know, of course, as the pastor, I'm I'm hearing everybody's Story. woes and pray for me and this and that and and there's been a couple of times like people would um, ask me to pray for something and they're all upset about it. And it's like I want to say, hey, this person over here's like their their child just got killed in a car wreck by a drunk driver and you're you're upset because he has a little bit of an injury and he's having to sit out sit out again, <laughs> but. I had to learn, you know what? It doesn't compare. That's a big deal to them. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to minister to them, but, you know. Well, and that's that's something that I, I, that's probably my biggest struggle is thinking I know best or thinking I know about situations. And, like, I don't know how they were raised. I don't know how they handle situations. I don't know what their dynamic was with their family. And I have to remind myself that a lot is, like, they're people are doing the best they can and mm-hmm. the best they know how. Like, I'm a judgmental prick. Like, I mean, can I say that on the podcast? I mean, because <laughs> yes, that's clear. That's okay. Right. Well, that's you fine. just did. we can always we can always bleep that <laughs> out. Let's bleep, bleep it out. out. I mean, I'm just I'm just judgmental. Like, I I've got it figured out, and like I think people should do things a certain way, and I'm like, dude, you gotta you gotta shut your mouth. Even with friends, I'm like, why do they do that? I wish they wouldn't do that. I'm like, dude, how about you do you? Yeah. And and so it's a, it's a constant prayer of mine and and I have to pray for to be in the right state of mind and I have to pray that God I just I don't know everything. I don't want to know everything, but I want to love everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and I just good. Yeah, but it also it's good, but it's, it comes from a place of me being a, a butthole. So don't say it's good either because it's I promise it's not. Well, we're all, we're all growing, but that's something I've had to learn cuz in the past I would, I'd, be, I'd be thinking, well you don't even Look at what they're going through, and you're yeah. complaining about this. But it's like, hey, that's what they're going through. Let's pray for them. Let's, let's, it's, you know, and they want to pray. That's, a, yeah. I mean, that's the, yeah, the fact so, that it's important to them, and yeah. it's something they're struggling with and taking to God. They're exercising. How can their that faith. be? A, yeah. So how we're all different. Be, we're all different levels of faith. A hundred percent. But how can that ever be a bad thing? Yeah. You know, and how can? Yeah. So how can we, like, regardless, come beside people? And you do, you do a great job with that, like. How can we help people regardless of whatever they're at and what they're going through that's big? Because I have friends in my life right now that are going through 
a divorce and a child custody. Like that's a big flipping mm. deal. Yeah. You know, and then you have people that, yeah, are dealing with injuries that you're like, that's, that's not a big deal. But that injury that sidelines somebody from playing a sport they love and that they show up for and that they live for and it's something that's exciting and exhilarating, it's still, it's still a big deal to them. Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right, so the progression of miracles in the Gospel of John, we get water to wine, feeding of the 5,000, and then we have the, the healing of the invalid. And this guy had been sick for 38 years. And Jesus asked him, he's, you know, he's by the pool of Bethesda, and he can't get in the pool when the waters the, are stirred. The pool of what? Bethesda. Yeah. Can that, you remember that? That is country right there. <laughs> Bethesda. <laughs> can, can, I thought it pretty well, was, can you say it? Oh, no, absolutely not. I thought it was Bethesda. But I guess it's not. But well, when I you're in am, the when you're in the South, it's Bethesda. I'm from South Mississippi. Okay, no, Bethesda. I just, I just wanted to make sure. All right, hey, that's my, but that is a rule of thought, by the way, a rule of thumb. Do you follow this rule? I want to know because this is what we do for small groups. And anytime you're reading the Bible, if you just say it real fast, everybody thinks it's right. And you have to say it with confidence. Con- conviction. Conviction. Con- I mean, if you just went like you know by the pool of Bethesda, uh, you know, it just, just say it real fast, like real fast. Poke your chest out, say it with confidence, and everybody's like, "Yeah, sure, that's right." I didn't, I didn't, I was probably wrong on that one. Well, the other day, somebody was giving me a hard time in, in my own family for how I said "oil." What oil? So we were changing the oil. <laughs> oh, and they're like, "It's oil." Well, it's I didn't, oil. I didn't, I didn't know what you were saying just then. <laughs> oil. It sounds like you had a mouthful of golf balls and you tried to say something. Oil. Hey, what's oil. that thing that that you write that rhymes? A rap? Start, no, the, the starts with a P. I know what you're saying, but I'm tr- we're trying to get him to say I'm it. I'm right? trying to get you to say it. You know, like... Uh, oh, a poem? A poem? You hear that? <laughs> it's a poem, isn't it? He says poem. I can't poem. say poem. 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 You just said it. That was pretty good. Yeah. Mine's, you know what mine is? Everybody has these things, by the way, and it's always funny to find them out. Mine's B-O-T-H. Both. Both. With the F, uh, mine's always been both. Yeah, birthday. I don't know why. I don't know why, <laughs> but I've always said that. I was, every time I get made fun of, everybody's got those. Yeah. So I was officiating a wedding a couple of weeks ago, and, and someone was going to read a poem. A and poem. It, and I didn't want to say poem because I knew I would say it wrong. So I said, "So and so is coming up for a poetic reading." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty. I good. like how you covered that up. Well, Coatsy's the one that came up with that. I was like, That's guys, solid. I can't say poem. How, how am I going to say it? And, and Coatsy says. Poetic reading. I'm like, <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Speaking of, by the way, with college football brilliant. coming up, we do the, I do a thing every year called coin phrase, and it's my favorite thing I do. So I was li- going to ask you about that. Are you doing that again? 100%. Coin phrase, you give me a phrase, you give me a word, and I have to work it into the broadcast no matter what. Oh, that's awesome. It's always so you people so much do this fun. on Twitter, like yes. you, and you just pick a few of them? Just, I just pick one or two a week. Yeah. But last year, my favorite was... Uh, Lost more than a goat on AstroTurf. <laughs> <laughs> Who comes up with these things? I, I don't know, but they're awesome. There's some creative people there out there. There is some funny, yeah. funny, funny people out there. Now, what do your producers think about this? Do uh, they, they, don't, they don't have a clue. They don't know about that. They're probably not listening to the Family Goals podcast. <laughs> no, but I, I think uh, <laughs> it's funny because it's just people have great sayings that you've never oh, heard yeah. that. That will just be like that's hilarious. Maybe we can try to come up with with one and 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 see if you can get it get it on there. That'll be. We our, did that in the men's conference. Me and Davey had a couple that oh, we y'all did uh-huh. that y'all were trying yeah. to work in. I think we did. Yeah, yeah, worked them in. 
That's awesome. Now let's work in the fourth miracle in, in the gospel. Well, let's get the third miracle is we did is, third. is Jesus that heals this guy. So he says, get up, take your mat, and walk. And so so now we're moving to like actually really helping somebody, like a physical miracle, physical healing. It's not just not just some water to wine, not just some food, but this guy's whole life has changed after 38 years. Imagine 38 years not being able to walk. Jesus comes on the scene, and he heals you. And then we go to John chapter 11. Jesus' buddy Lazarus has been in the grave for four days. And, of course, Martha's upset. You know, Jesus, you'd been here. He would not have died. Why didn't you come? And and then Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Lazarus, come out. Take the grave clothes off of him. Set him free. And so now we've got this raising someone to life. I mean... He was four days in the grave, and Jesus brings, brings him back to life. And so you see this, this progression of miracles. And it kind of starts off small. I kind of picture, and, and I love to use this phrase with people is, God's got this. Like any, anytime someone asks me to pray, anytime someone's going through a difficult time, I'll say, God's got this. So think about, like, you know, Mary comes to Jesus, wants to turn the water to wine. He's like, oh, I got this. Hey, I got the fish in the loaves. Like, oh, I got this. This guy's 38 years, you know, can't, well, I got this. And now, raising from the dead, like, Mar- Martha and Mary, don't worry. All is well. I got this. And so then, John chapter 13, this is, this is the night before, before Jesus, you know, goes to the cross. And he, and he chooses to wash his disciples' feet. Have you ever had anybody wash your feet? I have. Wojak's washed my feet before. It's, it's a little bit uncomfortable. He's also That's washed right. mine. Has he so washed yours? He yeah. has, yeah. Wojak's, it's, it's, it's not a little. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a, it was weird. It's, yeah. a, it's, it was a, humbling, it's a humbling yeah. experience. Thank you. And so you kind of put yourself, like, here's Jesus, the Son of God. He puts a towel around his waist. He gets on his hands and knees, and he begins to wash his disciples' feet. And Peter says, uh-uh, bro. no way, I'm not going to let you wash my feet. And then listen, listen to what Jesus says, John chapter 13. Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Now, when I first read that, I'm like, what is, what is Jesus talking about? So he, he's taken his miracles to an even step further, not just physical healing, but he's talking about spiritual healing. And this is this symbolic that Jesus is the only one who can wash our sins away. Yep. Jesus is the only one who can wash us as white as snow. So you oh, real quick, you went water to wine, feeding 5,000, the paralyzed yeah. man or 30, uh-huh. of 38 years. Uh-huh. Then you went raised from the dead. And then you're putting this in the miracle? Putting this department. in the miracle. So washing the feet is a miracle. Well, he, he, it's a foreshadowing of what he was going to do on the cross. And okay. it was his blood that washes our sins as white as snow. So he, he was demonstrating for them, hey, I'm the only one who can, you know, in, unless I wash your feet, you have no part. Yeah. And it's just like we can't get to heaven. We can't have forgiveness of sins. Unless we come to Jesus. Like, he's the only one who can wash us as white as snow. And that's the ultimate miracle. That's the ultimate 
we were going to hell, now we're going to heaven, and Jesus is the only one who can make that happen. That'll preach on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I was I was I was just trying to follow the the miracle part with the feet. And yeah. then obviously I, I so see it's, so it's a it. foreshadowing of the yeah. cross and, and basically you know, and then and then after that they celebrate the Lord's Supper, you know, they have dinner, and then they celebrate the Lord, and he explains more in detail. And it's interesting that we practice the Lord's Supper, but we really don't practice the foot washing in churches. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we start doing, because that, that could be, be, uh, that could be a little... Well, and again, that would be, you know, that, I think that's something that you would probably need to do with someone you have a different level of a relationship with. I don't think... I don't think if, if I, I can promise you, if you took my wife's shoes off and her socks off and tried to wash her feet in church, it wouldn't end well. She ain't gonna let me touch her feet, more or less. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's yeah. a personal that's a personal space thing for a lot of people. But I, I understand yeah. it. I've, I've I've had it done. I've, I've I've been a part of it before, and it's the ultimate. I mean, that you think about. Jesus. Why did Why did somebody wash your feet? What was the the same thing to illustrate? You know, to serve. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I think to have the context of Jesus and these guys following him around all over the place, seeing all the miracles, understanding how big he is. You talked about Peter, you know, weeks ago hitting his face and, you know, understanding how powerful God is. And then, wait a minute, I've told you it's not about me. I've told you it's not about you. I've told you it's about loving everyone and serving others. And I've shown you in my ministry how important women are. I've shown you in my ministry how important the poor are and everybody are. And I came to serve. I didn't come to be served. And it's just the ultimate. I mean, he's just putting his money again where his mouth is. He's showing, 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 which is what we've got to do. Like you talked yeah. about it in church, right? I thought it was awesome. Works. You talked about the different level of living your life for the gospel, but using minus words, living mm-hmm. your life for the gospel with words and the impact you have. Jesus is saying, Actions, words, working together. Yeah, if, if, if all you've got the words and you've never put the action, I mean, who's going to follow you? Yeah, J- James says faith without deeds is dead. Dead. Like, like you don't have a, you don't really have a true faith. I, I love that. What's your Je- favorite book in the Bible? Jesus' example is to uh, be a servant. My favorite book? Yeah, that's a good question. Is that a different podcast? That could be a different podcast, but I love Joshua. I, I love I love I love the book of Joshua. There's so many great. We'll do Joshua one one week. I almost did Joshua uh, today, but uh, it's probably my fa- my favorite book. I love Second Timothy as far as the leadership and the the training and the discipleship piece. It's a shorter book, but Joshua, man, incredible stories of you know faithfulness, obedience, stepping out in faith, conquering the land. The city of Jericho, you know, in one of the battles in Joshua, uh, the Israelites are winning the war and the, and the sun is setting and God stops the sun and it just, until they can finish the battle, it just, like, time stands still. With, yeah. with, like a it, movie? Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's incredible. So, miracles. And I guess the application question is, for our listeners and, and for us is, is where do you need a miracle? Like, where, where do you need God to move? And it could be something small, turning water to wine, or it could be your salvation in heaven, and you, you need to confess your sins and 
put your faith in Jesus. Your health. Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of people have health issues. Finan- financial issues, marriage issues, parenting yeah. issues. We, I, I can promise you issues. every single one of us listening and us talking, we all have issues. We all have something that we need. Yeah. We all have something that we need God to help us with, and you're not going to get through it alone. You're not going to fix it. Anxiety, worry, you're not going to fix it. You know, back when I was in college, I, I was kind of a... 75? Super Christian. 75 were you in college? 1975. When were you in college? I graduated in 91. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, how old were you in 91? I was, I was still in single digits. <laughs> <laughs> but in college, I, I wouldn't pray about the small things. Because, like, well, God. He's got the small things? Yeah, like, he doesn't care if I win this tennis match. Or he doesn't care if, you know, whatever. I would only pray about, like, big things. But then, but then I realized that he cares about everything. And it's really about a relationship with him. And if it is a big deal to me, it's a big deal to him. And, and why not pray about it? Even if it's it seems small as, you know, winning a game or something, or you know, there there were times when Jolin was playing baseball and I'd pray he'd get a hit. You know, it sounds kind of vain, but it was a big deal to him and his confidence. And so you know, you had to pray for me to get a hit. It's the only way you well, make well, <laughs> contact, bro. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> that was just an example. Uh, we had to pray about everything. Hey, listen. Yeah. And I so bad. Yeah. We had to pray for that. <laughs> Lord, give him a tennis racket. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know I stunk that bad. It's a lot easier to hit a tennis ball with a tennis racket yes. than a baseball with a bat. 100%. Still miss the strings. So. Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. The greatest takeaway for me is this. Are you following Jesus for who he is? Or are you only following him for what he can give you? Are you only following him because of the blessings that you want from him? Or are you following Jesus because he's the Messiah, the son of God, the perfect sacrifice to make our relationship right with the creator of the universe? So I want you to think about that. And another thing, I know this might be weird, but has anyone ever washed your feet? Or have you ever washed someone else's feet? This is one of the greatest forms of humility and servanthood. I want to encourage you to wash someone's feet sometime within the next month. I know, I know it's weird, but it's a great opportunity to show someone how much you care for them and will do anything for them. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals podcast, and we'll catch you next week.